You know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch for you? Where the hey. brothers gonna be? Hey. <laughs> I just wanna see what she was gonna do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Happy, happy, good old Friday Eve. Ain't nothing like Friday Eve because you know I just got one more day. For most of us, that is. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly coming to you live from the American Family Insurance Studio all the way in the avenue (laughs) in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Thank y'all so much for listening. What's going on, Telly? How you doing? I'm great. And if you're wondering why I got sunglasses on this morning, because I get here and Ben got it on freaking spotlight up in here. Like, it is so bright. At 7.02 that I got to wear shades. But sometimes when you shine in that bright band, you got to wear shades, right? And you know what, Telly? I thought that's why you were wearing I was like, that's what I'm talking about. You so, your future's so bright. (laughs) Now, Telly, you know me. And you see me, both you and Ben, y'all see me out outside the studio. I am a sunglass 24. I will go to the, well, we're going to talk about that in a second. I will go anywhere. (laughs) And wear some shades. Man, look, sometimes you forget you have them on. I don't. I intentionally, because I'm going to get a little philosophical, because I speak every day and I'm, and I'm around so many different people, so many walks of life, I'm very particular about who has access, and, and this is a little heavy for 7 o'clock in the morning, who has access to my soul. Mm. People look at you in your eyes so remember, like, I literally am on assignment. I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I teach a class. Oh, yes, for some of y'all who be like, Denise, don't have to Let me tell y'all something right now, Telly <laughs> and Ben. Because I don't want to speak for you, Telly, because you're a very articulate, educated, refined journalist. My, my vocabulary does not kick in until 10 a.m., <laughs> so I'm, for y'all to even hear us, well, let me say me, for y'all to even hear me speak English, let alone proper English, at 7 o'clock in the morning, it my, my brain does not kick in. So anywho, I teach a course here at the Federal Executive Institute, and this just shows you how good God is. Little black girl from southern Indiana. I, I teach here at the Federal Executive Institute, and I teach members of... Her, the housing, urban, de- urban development, NASA, 
FBI, IRS, all that. And yesterday it was it was 50 executives, federal agent, federal executives. And I taught them, are you ready for this? This is what I teach. Tell you, you going to crack up. You're going to be like, what? I, I am, because when you start talking about all these federal folk, I'm like, are you sure you okay and comfortable around all these federal people? Well, that's that's why I tell people, you can't embarrass me. Okay. If I'm teaching federal agents and executives, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> there is nothing you can do, okay? because you best believe the background checks to work here. I, that's what. That's Man. all I'm saying. But but what are you teaching them, Denise? Oh. I am, I am yes. very um, curious. <laughs> To know what you're teaching. And this is why I know there's a God. And when I tell you every session, the director and the chair of the program say, Denise, you are one of our highest rated facilitators. They love you. One of the attendees yesterday, she pulled me to the side and she said, Denise, if I would, I'm going to give you a hint. She said, if I would have had you as my history teacher in high school, I would have actually enjoyed history. I'm giving you hints. You ain't going to believe this. This is what what Joe says, DT. Part of what she does, and I kill it every time. Thank you, God. God be the glory. I teach, in terms of how to become a more inclusive republic, I teach, we dissect the Declaration of Independence. Uh, no, they, and, and wait a minute. Yes. You are the facilitator, meaning the person, the main person that's teaching this. I am the facilitator slash instructor. Wow. All of these federal executives are looking at me. And we were in a um, large, for lack of better words, training room. And they're all looking at me. And they are not to be messed with. <laughs> wow. And they even Actually, they even invited me to join them for dinner yesterday. I respectfully de- declined because that's just another one of my, my disciplines. I do not fraternize with, for, lack, for, for other words, clients. But interesting, in addition to teaching the Declaration of Independence, we also correlate that with Lyndon B. Johnson's presidency because what people fail to realize, of course not Truth Nation, because Truth Nation, we all got A's in U.S. history. Now, when you bring up Lyndon B. Johnson, now I know that's more your wheelhouse. So now it doesn't yeah. seem so far-fetched, but when you uh, like, but you got to put the two together, though, but... But yes, yes Lyndon B. Johnson. We we sprinkle some Dr. King in there as well, but it's mainly uh, about becoming a more inclusive republic as a leader. And contrary to popular belief, John F. Kennedy, President Kennedy, was not the savior. I'm doing the air quotes for black people when it came to civil rights. It was actually Lyndon B. Johnson. And a lot of people don't know that because, again, we tend to focus on what the media or what the schools, the do your research on American presidencies, because I'm telling you, a lot of people considered President Lyndon B. Johnson to be a racist. You know, he recorded a lot of <laughs> audio yeah. files, and he, and he did drop some slurs. <laughs> However, I would much rather, this is my point of view, I would much rather have a president who gets things done, and during that time, Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Act, Fair Housing Act was passed because of his effect, his effective push. And that most definitely impacted my community. So uh, give us a little more history lesson here, DT. Why was it like that? Why did black folks feel like JFK 
was the savior and Lyndon B. Johnson, who actually did more for black folks, was looked at as a racist? That's a great question. And when I when I give you the answer, initially you're going to be like, ah, and then you're going to be like, man, because that still goes on today. Are you ready for this? I got one answer for you. And this is a fact. Optics. Look at look at an image of John F. Kennedy and look at an image of Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. JF, the Kennedys were good looking people. Yeah. They were, you know, easy to look at, you know, like Irish movie Catholic star Catholic. looks. Yes. 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 And Lyndon B. Johnson, of course, you know, he, for lack of better words, inherited the presidency right. after John F. Kennedy was assassinated. But trust and believe, as Lyndon B. Johnson was vice president, you know, he, he started as an intern for Franklin, or excuse me, President Eisenhower. And I say that to say, again, we still live in a society where we gravitate, naturally gravitate towards people, places, and things that are easy to look at, that are that are attractive. And so that's why you heard and saw way more than you from the Kennedys than you did Lyndon B. Johnson. Now, when he became president, he was completely different. You know, he was from Texas. He was a, a country man. Yeah. Six foot four. I think he was his background was either Dutch or German. I have to look that up. But he was a big man. Yeah. But he got he got stuff done, Telly, for us. Yeah. Three acts. Name me up. Give me one other president. And I know you won't because I teach this class. But give me one other president that has, in terms of our civil rights and fair equity, fair access, let me know how many other presidents got those acts passed. And I know some of y'all are thinking Vietnam, Vietnam, Vietnam. I get it. That's a whole nother conversation. And on top of that, I think, too, what makes Lyndon B. Johnson so interesting, because when he came, when he, like you said, kind of fell into the presidency, he wasn't that big of a fan of JFK. He used to get mad because JFK used to listen to his brother Bobby more Mm -hmm. than him. And so a lot of people thought, once he got in, he was just going to do the total opposite of what JFK was doing because there was that – it wasn't that lack of respect. It was just, once again – You know what it was, Telly? What's that? It was, would you hurry up and get stuff done? I'm tired of talking about it. Let's get it done. Yeah. So when he became president, one of the first things, if you notice that famous picture where – and. And on the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017, we hear y'all. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about basketball. Just give us – we're just trying to at least just warm us up <laughs> before we get into this depressing conversation about uh, the, the the Milwaukee Bucks. But, but to go back to your question, Telly, President Johnson was a very results-oriented leader. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get things done and he felt that the Kennedy administration was just moving too slow. So on that famous picture when he's on Air Force One and First Lady Jackie Kennedy at the time, now or rest in peace, Jackie Onassis, was standing next to him with blood on her famous pink Chanel suit and the, the black pill cap that she wore. They were like, we got to pause on this Civil Rights Act. We got to pause. We, you know, we it's the, the country is mourning and grieving and President Johnson said, that's why I'm the president. Like, that's I'm the president now. We getting this done. Yeah. So, you know, I would just encourage everyone, because you know in most black households, I know growing up in mine, your grandmama and your granddaddy had two pit no, three pictures 
in in the living room or the family room, and it was one Jesus, <laughs> two Dr. King, and three President Kennedy. Those were the three pictures yeah. that a lot of our families growing up had in the kitchen or the living room. So I encourage you to just learn more about President Lyndon B. Johnson's presidency, why he was always under fire, and up until Vietnam, just just learn more about his journey. Very very powerful and impactful leader. All right, Telling, and I can tell just based on your engagement that you studied and you went to school and you didn't miss any of your history lessons. Good for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm oh, just, I, I'm, I, I was not a history person while I was in school, but the older I get, the more that it is so important to learn your history because it, if you don't, it has a way of repeating itself. But uh, I am, uh, you know, very intrigued by good stories. And and a lot of times you don't like you just don't know. But once you find out, you're like, oh, my God, that was that was real. Or, man, he did that. Or so like it's so important. And that's why I I truly wanted to and I thought we did a good job yesterday of really detailing what Harry Belafonte meant to the black community because just to call somebody an activist it's like all right you don't know what they've done I mean you could you could protest one day and call yourself an activist but when you really dissect the things that he was able to do throughout his lifetime you you really start to say to yourself, okay, he was more than just an activist because that is such a blank, broad umbrella term. And it's a good term, I mean, because once again, it's always good to be active, to be an activist and to fight for a cause, but it doesn't quantify with that just word by saying all the things that you've been able to do as an activist because like i said so you could you go you could go to one protest and be like hey i'm an activist i didn't no you're not an activist you just saw a cause and you wanted to go out there that was it i'm so glad you said that telly cuz it's just like tiktok Oh, I did a 30-second dance video, and I got 3,000 <laughs> likes. I'm a professional dancer. Sit down. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're oh, not. I'm, I'm a professional journalist. I do a podcast every week, and I've been doing it for the past six months. Shut up. No, you're not. <laughs> so got to put in the work. <laughs> Man, got to put in the work. So I'm so glad you said that. All right. Telly, Ben, are, are y'all ready? It's part of this morning's warm-up. Do we want to get into the Bucks now? Full transparency, because I want to put this disclaimer out, because this is where y'all, I need y'all's input. Number one, I intentionally did not watch the game. Okay. Just being completely transparent, I, I did not watch the game. I also was extremely tired, because, you know, I told you yesterday, I got like two hours of sleep the night before that, two hours, because, you know, people was owing me money, which, by the way. You got, got paid. You see me here smiling, don't you? <laughs> Um, so when we come back from the break, I, I just want to hear from your lens. Ben, did you watch the game? I didn't watch the game. I uh, saved myself a heartbreak. Okay. See, I, you got to protect your peace. I ain't mad at you, Ben. Yeah. Tell me, I didn't watch it either, believe it or not. Uh, I don't have ballets, so I didn't have the channel. I didn't have NBA TV, and I wasn't going out searching for it. So I okay. just figured. But I well, did catch most of the highlights and stuff, so I, I do – know what happened and 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 yeah we can talk about that after the break we're gonna hear from telly why (laughs) 
did. Yeah. Did you go put it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Ben. Well, we got to go to break. So when we come back, we're going to hear Telly's expert expert perspective on why we lost. Two words. Why are we no longer. They lost. Tru- <laughs> no, no. Stay tuned. We're going to hear back from Telly. You are listening to The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 FM, The Truth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm having my way. Set out here having this way. Way out here having this way. And like the third me go out. Take. What? What? Load up the Drake. What else are they going to play? Truth be told with DT and Telly on the new award winning 101 7 The Truth. Now, I'm actually, as I was sharing with Telly, because we have these great off the air conversations. I'm actually telling every time you put them shades, I'm like, yes, brother. Yes. Your future is bright, baby. Look, I I, love it. I'm still trying to get adjusted. I'm still trying to get adjusted. But I'll take that, though. Talk, I, yeah, my future is bright. That. We got to, to, to get some mood lighting so that if you come in the studio before 7 a.m., which we do, just ease our, our brightness. Right. Let it, let's get some mood lighting. Feel a certain kind of way. Yeah, put some candles. You know, we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna make the studio, especially now since we're broadcasting both from a live audio and video standpoint. We're gonna talk to Kyle. We're gonna get we're gonna get some aesthetics going because speaking of moods, <laughs> Telly, what in the okay? What in the BB King? Oh, <laughs> you know we boy. talk about cussing. <laughs> what in the BB King? Happened to the Milwaukee Bucks. And, I mean, however far back you want to start, because if you have not heard, the Milwaukee Bucks season is over. They went into overtime. Game five last night here in Milwaukee at Pfizer Forum. And they are now officially eliminated from the playoffs, from the season, as the Miami Heat beat us in overtime, 128 to 126, it's over. The top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference, regarded as the best team in the NBA during the regular season, are now out of the playoffs. Miami has went from being number eight in the seed, or excuse me, number eight seed in the Eastern Conference, and guess who they are now? Number one. Telly, help me and the people understand what happened. Uh, what happened, DT, is you could go back to 2019 when they won the championship. And hear me out before you're like, where is he going with this? So before the Bucks before the Bucks won the championship, there were a lot of people calling for Coach Bud's head. They wanted him fired. But what's the best deodorant for any funk? Winning. And when they won the championship, it was like, oh, it's great again. But now, once again, 
he's getting out coached. He got out coached when he was in Atlanta. He had the number one seed with the Hawks. Same thing happened with the Bucks throughout before they made I mean they made that championship run. He had gotten out coached by the Raptors. Nick Nurse, he's gotten out coached by Eric Spolstra on numerous of times. When a team is going, when you have one guy, one guy score 56 points, at some point you take a timeout and say, we might want to do something different. Mm. And then what does Jimmy Butler do? He follows up that 56-point performance with 42 last night. So it's not okay. What just happened? The Bucks just stopped playing defense, and they did not have a coach that knew how to make the adjustments when it was time to make the adjustments. And people are like they were. He was asked last night, Denise. I know you said that you didn't get a chance to check out any of it, but after the game, he was asked about like, okay, you were up sixteen in the fourth quarter, and. And when Miami went on that run, you didn't call a timeout. And he was like, yeah, um, yeah, I probably, I probably should have called a timeout. Really? So now you're going to say you should have called a timeout? What are you saving them for? Can't take them over to next season. <laughs> so, like, if a team is going on a run – you stop it. And, of course, everybody now is going to say, oh, fire Bud, fire Bud. Yeah, I wasn't saying that when they won 16 in a row during the regular season. Well, you know, that's how we are as, as fans. Now, <laughs> like, come truth, on the now. The Truth Talking text line, the truth talking text line is 833-212-1017. Truth Nation, listeners, we want to hear from you. What, do you. what are your overall feelings about the Milwaukee Bucks as a result of last night's defeat? How are you feeling about Coach Bud? Should he stay? Should he go? Now, Telly, I want to go back to a very important point that you made, and I, and I want some, some of your input. Because, again, over the past two years, and by no means do I consider myself an athlete, but being someone that has participated in physical activities, you know, I participated in the Chicago Triathlon, it, it is a lot of physical work just to, just to be able to run. And this man – and when I talk about this man, Jimmy Butler, you made a great point. He scored 56 points on Monday's game, which was unheard of. No other Miami Heat player during the playoffs have done that, whether it was Shaq, Dwayne Wade, uh, Alonzo Mourning. LeBron James. Uh, LeBron, none of them. <laughs> okay. Then he leaves his home court, gets on a plane, flies to Milwaukee, and scores 42 in a matter of two days. The physical endurance, the impact that it has on your your body. Can can you just elaborate? Because <laughs> I think a lot of times we watch games, it's like, that looks, looks so easy. When they run up and down that court, for him to apply such agility and strength within two days, it, both home and away court. It is. It is. Like you just said, Denise, and <laughs> it is unheard of. You don't. Even it's it's so hard to explain the type of energy and the exhaustion that it takes to not only play a quarter of NBA playoff basketball, but Jimmy's playing forty some minutes 
every game. He's not even getting checked out. They rely on him so much, and he's able to deliver. And I just I mean, the the heart, the tenacity that Jimmy Butler has displayed throughout this playoffs is something for the ages. And it it just unfortunately came at the Bucks' expense. And like you said, I mean, everybody. It, it I mean, people are going to be all good when. Everything is all good, but when you're winning, you're not learning. And you're not learning mm. from your mistakes mm. because – When you're winning, you're not learning. That's a hashtag, y'all. It is because, because you're like, okay, at the end of the game, it's, we won. Yeah, we may have uh, had some turnovers or we made some dumb plays, uh, you know, but it's all good. We won. And what happened when you got in that clutch situation last night? Giannis got the ball off the tip and threw that ball away like it was a hot potato man like you would have thought that ball was on fire literally like he just he got the ball and then he hurry up and tried to throw it to Chris and it went out of bounds because he wanted no parts of that ball because he knew they were going to foul him and he was going to go to the free throw line nothing wrong with that like you know that's not your strength but you got to take care of the ball and like if you go back and look at that replay I'm telling you it was like they were playing hot potato, and they like he did not want the ball. Well, we've got some <laughs> comments coming in on the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017. LT says, Coach Bud would have been fired because of his failure to make adjustments defensively during the game. We won the championship despite Bud because of Giannis. This series, we saw Butler at the Bucks defense up. One adjustment, Matthews. What happened to Crowder? Did we trade for an injured player? Madi on the Truth Talking text line says, Middleton is a big disappointment. Drew should have not been on. And Butler, we let Vincent bet. Okay, come on now, Madi. Help me out here. Middleton is a big disappointment. Drew should not have been on Butler. Oh, okay, that's what you're saying. Karan Butler. We let Vincent beat us. Jimmy will not get by New York. Gotcha, Madi. Okay, so this is it as far as Madi says. They're not going to beat New York. Memphis beat us by 40-plus points in the regular season. Look, Madi, don't hate on don't hate on the Heat because they beat the Bucs. I mean, if they beat the Bucs, the number one seed, I don't know why beat, you think New York, New York is a bigger monster. <laughs> well, I want to go back to your – I'm going to actually steal that. When you said when you're winning, you're not learning. In the words of Kevin Hart, we learned yesterday. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <for sure. laughs> we learned – going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Get your notepads and your pens. And, and it's take just, out of class. And it's so funny because all the things that Bud was doing while they were winning, he was doing while they were losing. And mm. and all so of you a think sudden, he should go. I, look, I. If it were you, if you if you own the Bucks, are you the GM, president, GM? I mean, what would I, you do? I don't have a knee jerk reaction. Once again. Uh, that's the first thing you say is, hey, fire the coach. And, I mean, last time I checked, Bud didn't take one shot. He didn't take one charge. And, and uh, but. What do you he, mean when you say he didn't take one shot? or one, What do you mean? He ain't playing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> He ain't the one out there missing the shots. But he is the one who's dictating who's out there. And it's just another year of unexplained rotations. He did that last year with Bobby Portis. All of a sudden, when the playoffs started, Bobby didn't play anymore. And then you, tra- you trade for Jay Crowder, 
and you give up a lot of picks, and he's supposed to be the missing piece or the AKA the PJ Tucker of this year's championship team. And the playoff starts. I'm sorry. <laughs> the playoff start, and Jay Crowder is nowhere to be found. Like, so uh, I just think that there should be some explaining going on, on as to why some of the moves he made were made. And, uh, and then you have to evaluate, is he still connecting with the players? Do these players still listen to him? Do they still believe in him? And then that's where you make the evaluation if he should stay or you should move forward with someone else. I'm not around the team well, as much as I used to, so I don't have that answer. I don't know what players feel towards Bud, but uh, from a fan standpoint, I know y'all want him out of here. And I was going to say – I, I don't know him personally. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. He's very nice, very receptive, loves Milwaukee Bucks fans. Based on the, the trend of when there is such a – because here's the thing. This is a significant loss in the NBA because as most sports analysts and commentators are going to be talking about today is how did – Miami, excuse me, how did Milwaukee go from being the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, regarded as the best team in the NBA this season, to now losing the first round, first round of the playoff series to number eight seed Miami Heat? And so when you have those types of questions on the table, traditionally, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but traditionally those types of head coaches do get released. Yes, and excuse me, he got released in Atlanta. Same thing happened. Won 60-some yeah. games, number one seed, uh, had four all-stars on his team, and, <clears throat> excuse me, playoffs roll around, they out of there. And <laughs> I just, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think he's had more, more disappointments than successes in the playoffs, and that's when it matters. Period. Truth Nation. The talk and text line, again, is 833-212-1017. We want to hear from you. We want to read your text messages. What are you feeling? How do you feel? When we come back from the break, (laughs) there are, speaking of Miami, we're going to talk about a family, a very famous family in Miami that has affiliations with the Heat. They are saying, no more Florida, bump Miami, we're out of here. Learn more about who this family is and why they've decided to leave Miami when we come back from break. This is the truth. DT and Telly, truth be told, on the new award-winning 101.7 FM. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We've been discussing the Milwaukee Bucks. Their season is over after a 128-126 game five loss to the Miami Heat at Fiserv Forum in downtown Milwaukee last night. And, of course, that is the talk 
of this morning's uh, main conversation. And you can hit us up on the talking text line, 833-212-1017, as DT has put on her shades. I mean, you know, I got to fit in with my partner here. But like my dad used to say, he still says it, too. Don't make no kind of sense. No, man. Don't, <laughs> don't make, make no, no kind of sense. Kind of sense. <laughs> Sir Sean says hit us I up. I my dad. <laughs> <laughs> on the True Talking text line, you can as well, 833-202-1017. He says, if Miami coach Eric was the coach of the Bucks, they would have pulled it off. If Miami had Bud, they likely would not have made it through the play-in. Case in point, Mark Cuban fired Avery Johnson. That year, the Spurs got knocked out of the playoffs despite having the best record in the league that year. And, Sir Chance, Chance, you make a great point. There's been several coaches that were number one seeds and ended up losing in the first round and and got fired, a.k.a. Dwayne Casey with the Toronto Raptors. They were the number one seed. They got knocked out first round. He ends up getting fired. We'll see what happens to Coach Bud. Now, one person that was not happy about a specific question after the game was Giannis Antetokounmpo and Benjamin. I think this is the audio. He was answering the question, was this season a failure? I played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me. I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year, somebody else is gonna win. Similar as that. We're gonna come back next year. Try to be better. Try to build good habits. Try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. And so that was Giannis being asked after the game last night, after being eliminated, do you feel like this season was a failure because they were unable to make it to the second round or the NBA finals or win a championship? And Giannis's answer, as some people are calling that the best answer of his career because we didn't catch the first part of that when he said Michael Jordan. He played 15 years. He won six championships. So you're saying the other nine years were failures? And so, and, and you're thinking like, wow, that's a really good point. And so his point was you have to build. You build to get to that point. It's not that you, you're you bad one year and then all of a sudden you win the NBA championship. I mean, think I about love, the Golden State Giannis. Warriors. They I love were, Giannis. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say to wrap it up, like the, the Warriors sucked for many, many years before Steph Curry got there. And it was a process. They didn't win the first year Steph Curry got there, or the second, or the third. But like Giannis is saying, it's a process. And you're not going to win it every year. It's just how it is. I love Giannis. And, you know, Giannis out of all, and I mean all NBA players, Giannis is one of the most kind, welcoming, receptive and he has dedicated, he has been committed to Milwaukee. Nobody can say anything bad to me about Giannis, and I'm definitely not going to say anything bad about Giannis. I travel again all over the world. Telly, I was in Tel Aviv. I was in Tel Aviv, Israel, and when I went to Tel Aviv, Giannis was everywhere, on billboards, 
He is loved across the globe. He has consistently been a tremendous athlete, both both on and off the court. And I agree in terms of his statement. And I love how he said, no, 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 I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? And, of course, you hear the reporter, well, uh, yes or no? He's like, yeah. Yeah. So be quiet and have a seat. And, again, for for someone like Giannis to be consistently representing Milwaukee, to be committed and and support his team the way that he does, I don't see many players on any, any sport, professional baseball, professional hockey, professional football, that are such pivotal both role models on and off the court as Giannis. So, Giannis, thank you for your contributions this season. We are so fortunate and blessed to have you as the Milwaukee Bucks. And to your point, we're going to get back up. Now, you know me as a Bears fan. You know I'm used to losing. So, I, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I know. But, look, I know how y'all feel. And, 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 and DT, you know, Giannis Man. is probably thinking, like, look, we ain't privileged. Right. Uh, like, my first year, we won 15 games, by the way. So, Come it's on. not our, our right, our birthright. To all of, a, all of a sudden, just because I have on a uniform, we're going to be in the NBA Finals. Like, yeah, it's real when these playoffs start. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, he earns every dollar that he makes. I mean, just think about it. Giannis, he is, he is not a diva. He is accessible. He represents Milwaukee. The, the Bucks as an organization, the Bucks, the Milwaukee as a city combined with Bucks as an organization have been elevated because of Giannis, period, period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it used to be a time, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. I remember I used to tell people, I live in Milwaukee. Uh, where's Milwaukee? Uh, are there black people in Milwaukee? I'm like, what? Yes, we're in Wisconsin. Now, fast forward 2023, as soon as you tell people you're from Milwaukee, oh, the bugs, Giannis, yes, yes we love Milwaukee. Yeah. So it's beyond, he has done for Milwaukee what, Wow, I can't even think of another athlete that has done has such a profound effect on the brand of the city, the brand of the organization. So we will be back next season. We love Giannis. We support Giannis. We ain't going to let no none of these reporters outside of Milwaukee or even in Milwaukee mess with our Giannis. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for doing what they did in the regular season. It hurts. Everybody wants to win, but we still winning because we're still the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> That's all I can say. Now, as far as my football team, whew, I'm not even sure if I'm ready for August. I know for real, like, Telly, I just want to forewarn you that during the football season, the Mondays after the Sunday night football, the Fridays after the Thursday night game, and even those every now and again Saturday games that bleed into Monday, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever we lose – just be ready to do the show. I'm, I'll be, you know, just I'll come in every now and again. But you said you used to lose it. So how do you have the same <laughs> hey, reaction if you no, used to it? I said I'm used to losing with my team, but I am not a loser. I don't no, lose. I'm, I'm just, you know. Okay. If you're used to your team losing. Thank you. And yes. you've adapted and become immune to it. Why do you still get upset the next I day? I never said I became immune to it. I just said I know the feeling because oh, I'm okay. used to it. But gotcha. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> On those days, so don't talk to me. doesn't get easier. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, because there's some people, and you know how we talked about cussing yesterday. There's some people that will try me. Oh, uh, what time did the Bears play? And, oh, what time? What they score? Stop. 
It's too yeah, soon. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, there's, there's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some, some talking. Excuse me, we've got some input on the truth talking text line, and we are so loving this. Please continue. It's eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Nay says Giannis is so humble, and his response was so spot on. Completely agree with you, Nay. Um, LT talks about Hank Aaron, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm assuming that's other great athletes that represented and made Milwaukee known. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about generations, too. Yeah. So Giannis is definitely the uh, he's a genera- yeah, he's a generation. Hank Aaron was to, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. We do have a caller. The town, you are on the truth. The text line and talk line is 833-212-1017. Good morning, the town. How are you? How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. You are with TT and Telly. What's your comment or question? What's going on? What's going on, Telly? What's going on, ma'am? Uh, this is um, like a um, Packer hangover. This feel like a Packer hangover right here, boy. I swear. It's crazy. But um, this is like Giannis. Say nothing about Giannis. Giannis cool. Giannis straight. He played his heart out, and he was hurt. Thirty-eight and twenty. I'm yeah. not even going. Sh- I'm not. I'm not. Man. Okay. I hate to say this, and I I got to say this though for real because I was saying that I was at Diamond. I was rushing and I, um to see the end of the game, and I was following it on, on Google or whatever like that. So I, I slipped into Diamond's pub, you know what I'm saying, and um and watched the game. And then when I saw it, man, I was seeing it. And this is two things. Number one, I mean, come on, we have to get rid of Bud. It's too much, and because it's been a his this type of play coming in, like you know, your coach supposed to have you ready for 48 minutes, not 40 minutes, not you know what I'm saying. 45 minutes, the full 48 minutes, and it's been too many times in, in clutch situations where the Bucks has failed. You got to put that on. The, there's no way around that, you know. Well, Town, we appreciate your call. Thank you always for listening, and it's going to be interesting what happens uh, in the upcoming weeks regarding Coach Bud. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what's coming up in the second hour, including a great extraordinary interview as well as talking about speaking of Miami the famous family that has left Miami at least for now for good you're listening to truth be told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 FM the truth truth be told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com And now I'm here, and you're sitting there cold stairs, wishing we was here when back then I'd be right there. But I had a little dream myself there, cause you never could have. And ever since I chose to stay true, say motherfucker, me, no motherfucker, you, you couldn't trust me. You I are listening to Truth Be Told with DT Atelier, coming to you live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. It is Friday Eve. We are so excited to have you this morning. Thanks for tuning in. We've got an incredible. Second hour coming up, so you don't want to miss it, including a special interview with an incredible woman who is a renowned Milwaukee artist. She's doing some incredible things in the community, for the community, and we're going to be speaking with this beautiful black woman at the top of the hour. 
at 8 a.m. We're also, again, we're going to be talking about a famous family that has said, bump Florida, bump Miami. We are out of here. Also, Mm. there is a famous hip-hop artist that has just been convicted and as a result of the conviction, now has to not only go to jail, but pay back a part of what he was found guilty, and I'm just going to use the word borrowing without permission, 20 million, y'all. <laughs> 20 million. We're going to talk about who that artist is. And trust me, if you listened or were raised in the 90s or listened, there's nobody on earth that doesn't know this hip-hop group. Right. And one of the members is going to jail and, for and, borrowing twenty million without asking. Well, that's that's to put borrowing very loosely. Man, we don't get into it because when I saw, I was like, "What?" And I I don't even know if you can say borrow because when we get into the story, <laughs> I'm trying to be trying to be nice. Oh man, man! And I, when we when we come back when we do the interview, also I want y'all to stay tuned because Telly. And I are also going to be speaking to this beautiful woman in particular yes. about scholarships. Absolutely. Scholarships. We all want free money without stealing it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want free money. So in combination with the interview, we're also going to talk about some of these famous people who just, they're having a bad week. You are listening to The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new award-winning 101.7 FM, The Truth.